Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's a podcast which brings you the very best of our show. On today's episode, myself and Simon Jordan were joined by Dean Ashton. We reflect on Argentina progressing to the World Cup final and Simon tells us why he's not bothered if Messi goes on to win the tournament. Jaden Sancho training alone in Holland at the moment, so what does the future hold for him at Manchester United? And we ask... Which contract extension is more important for Daniel Levy and Tottenham, Antonio Conte's or Harry Kane's? Mr. Ashton, you made it back from Qatar. Yes. This is my compadre, Simon Jordan. Welcome back. How was it for you? You you get ill, did you not? They all get ill out there. Yes. Yeah, I did have a little week where I was um, under the weather, but you crack on, you carry on, and I've got to say, I was at some... Fantastic games. I mean, some of the shocks and the upsets were brilliant to be part of. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I, I think back Steve. to the, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I look back to the South Korea Portugal where they score late on and then have to wait to see if Uruguay go through. Morocco against Portugal. I mean, the the atmosphere that the Moroccans are creating is is something else. Yeah, as as the Argentinians as well. So, so it's done it for you. Qatar twenty twenty two has done it for you. You loved it. I, I've been surprised actually at just how organised the whole tournament's been. When you think about it being in such a small proximity to handle that, and the and the supporters going over there, and the transport and the way it was handled, you know, the people were incredibly friendly yeah, that were yeah. that were all work, working there. I think when we were out there, so. Uh, and the football has probably exceeded my expectations, actually. I, I'm with Dean, Simon. I mean, yeah, incidentally, absolutely. our interview with Hassan Al-Thawadi is mentioned by Gary Lineker later on the show this morning, oh, okay. of course, because with a view to the next World Cup, yep. will, will he be as outspoken mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the Americans yep. as a host as he was about the Qataris, time, which is all relevant. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we loved it, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. No complaints. You know, we went over there with certain perspectives about how the landscape of the World Cup had been awarded and how um, the timing of the tournament was conflicting for us and also the underlying issues of uh, tragic deaths during the creation of this World Cup and obviously the, 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 the imposition on people's civil rights. We had all of these views. Some of them um, we were disavailed of. 
Yeah. And some of them still remain a challenge for this particular country. But we certainly didn't hold the pious position that people like Lineker did. Now, Simon, did you enjoy Argentina last night? I don't know. I mean, I couldn't care less about Argentina. I mean, didn't we have a war with these people? Didn't they cheat us out of a World Cup in 1986? Why is there suddenly this great big patronage would suddenly turn into some sort of messy World Cup in this country? No, I couldn't care less. I was hoping the Croatians would win, actually. <laughs> See, that's what you get, Dean, on this show. The world is thinking Messi is going to lift this cup. Exactly. No, no sentiment at all for Messi. None whatsoever. Why, why would I have any sentiment for him? Just because he's a special player. He is. And who's he been a special player for? Lionel Messi. The main beneficiary of Lionel Messi's talent has been Lionel Messi. And of course, he's played for teams and oh, awarded them. Oh, come on. He's oh, yes. He's done it for the charitable event of about 50, 60 million pounds a year. His benevolence leaves no stone unturned he's a, an incredible footballer absolutely an incredible footballer product of his generation but I don't have any emotional investment in him I have an emotional investment in English players and I have a patronage of English players and I have a sentiment of amusement at Scotland but that's a different amusement that's tunnel vision isn't it just sticking no, to England no it's not really well, Dean, but, you were a great I'm, player do you oh, love and, and abso- adore people no, and, and, and absolutely I feel the same about England but I still can't help but feel that slight pull for a, a generational talent like Messi that this is an entertaining industry and that's all he does he just entertains anybody that goes that watches on telly that's just a a sports fan I don't have the same sentiment I I absolutely understand Dean's point of view I don't live in this saccharine sentimental world of sitting there going oh I really hope Lionel Messi wins the World Cup no I don't if they win it it's because they deserve to win it and if they win it it's because he will have been a contributing factor but I don't sit there pulling from him I don't wake up in the morning going I really hope this is the day that Lionel Messi gets his hands on a World Cup winner's medal. I don't. And if anyone else does, I think <laughs> Pinocchio time. It's all sentimental rubbish. 11 minutes past 10, Dean. Happy we Christmas, everyone. Gotta... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just got to let him go on like this. I mean, last night, twisting and turning to set, set up that goal for Argentina. Not only did he, does he finish... But the, as a creator, he, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the, the, he's up against a, a, a defender that's 15 years younger than him, that's been arguably the defender of the tournament. Yeah. And he's just got him on an absolute string. He just keep, Even though Gavardiol's quicker, stronger, Messi's just got it all upstairs. Every little pause that he makes just to draw him in and then that extra touch, that, that time... When he, when, he does the, when he drops the shoulder, which... You know, you think he's going to come inside on his left foot and he drops the shoulder and he goes on the outside. He then just, he bumps him with his shoulder at the exact perfect moment that yeah, a yeah. young defender just doesn't see it coming mm. and gets bumped just slightly just to give him that extra bit of room to take the touch and then pass it to Alvarez. It's it's unique, it's genius. There's not many players that can do it. Listen, not only Messi catches your eye, but you know the boss, don't you? You know Lionel Scaloni. Oh, we're like, we're like that. We played, are touch tight, man. He played, he played at West Ham with you. Did, I'd totally yeah. forgotten this. In that West Ham final. fans will never forget him. Why? As will I not. Well, I mean, he, he came on loan. He did six months. He was a great character. Did well for us. FA Cup final. He, all he needs to do is just smash it back to Rayner or put it out into the stands and he shanks his clearance then goes back into our box headed out and Gerard scores <laughs> cheers Lionel so you're going to go on to Scaloni to congratulate him if they lift the thing on Sunday but just while you're doing that do you recall that game yeah, Lionel exactly. I, I, I mean what, um, what a rise he's had what, but, you know, oh, the, the record well, he's, he's got on loan, in terms he was on loan at West Ham wasn't he 
Yeah, from Deportivo. Right. And then he went to, I think, Racing. And it, it, was, ju- it was just a flying visit for, for Scaloni. But played, played in FA Cup final. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just, I'm amazed how, how he's done with Argentina, considering. Amazing. I mean, what a rise you know, to prominence for him. Mm. And who's to say, what do you think? They're going to lift this thing on Sunday, regardless of who gets through tonight. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I think France are the strongest side. Really? I really do. Well, that'll please you, messy hater. I'm not a messy hater. <laughs> yes, you are. No, I'm You're not a messy hater. I'm, I'm not at all. I admire him for all the things that Dean has laid out. Because when you get sublime talent, I don't mind sublime talent getting rewards and recognitions and praise and everything that goes with it. I, I, I just don't like the drip-down effect that mediocrity gets sometimes in football. But when you put people like him and Ronaldo and Eusebio and Pelé and Cruyff and Georgie Best into different space, and we talk about world-class, we throw world-class around like confetti. Yeah. Right? We're talking about Jude Bellingham being world-class. He's not world-class. He's a young player coming through. What's world-class is that, because that player gets him... Mm. Any team. Yeah. That's what world class is defined by. Suna yes. says that, doesn't he? But but here we are in the home straight of the Messi Ronaldo debate, Dean. It's settled, isn't it? If he wins it on Sunday, it's settled for all time. Messi eclipsed Ronaldo. Well, it depends what it depends how you see them. It depends how you see them. I'm I'm a Ronaldo man. Me too. So Me too. that's Me too. I think everyone's got their, their differing opinions. Yeah, but we're watching from distance at how they're all ending their career. Ronaldo got the bullet from his club, having made a horlicks of it with peers. Mm. <laughs> and, na- and now, and now, Messi is screaming towards the finish line to lift this trophy. Surely it's got to be him. Not for me. I mean, no, neither. Neither. No, well, no, but I, I, I just, I can sit back. I can appreciate one thing about the World Cup and, and whoever wins it, because I don't really care now. England are out, but I want to see someone that's not won it. I want to see that emotion. That to me is what the yeah. World Cup's about. Is seeing if France win it, there's players there that won't react the same as they did when they won it four years ago yeah. I want to see that raw emotion from a team your 100% essential download outspoken with White and Jordan back here though as you'd expect even though we're getting to the business end of the World Cup there's still an abundance of domestic stories and Dean one slightly unsettling one as far as this player is concerned specifically it, it affects Jadon Sancho at Manchester United I heard Laura and Ali talking about it but we're going to get into it much more thoroughly this morning why has he fallen off a cliff it would seem since leaving Germany for Manchester United he came from Borussia Dortmund joined in a blaze of publicity 73 million quid and the problems now are evident he's uh, overseas he's in Holland training on his own with a couple of uh, of uh, training staff who have been put for him, put, put with him specifically. Eric Ten Hag has revealed he doesn't know when Sancho will be back with Manchester United again. But physically and mentally, he's not ready to play for the club at this time. Dean, this is disturbing. What's going on with this lad? He's still young. Well, we're not sure because they're not giving us the exact reasons per se. Is it is it the pressures of playing for Manchester United because the pressures are absolutely ginormous? Hmm. Um, we don't know how any player handles it away from the training ground. Is it hangover from the Euros and the penalty miss? And with it leading into the World Cup, has that affected him? Is it just purely an application issue that he's got comfortable because he's had such a big move and the money's ridiculous? And It could be any number of things. It could be any number of things. So it's really difficult to pass judgment when we don't really know. To me, that the fact that he's gone to Holland with Ten Hag's people makes it sound like they've sent him there 
Yes. It's not a yeah. let's work together on something. They've gone. Which is you, unusual. You, you need to be fitter. Yeah. You need to be better. Off you go. It's an intervention. Yeah. Almost. Um, Simon, and, and when you didn't try it, and when, when you see what Ten Hag is saying, we, we want to bring him back as quickly as possible. Yeah. But I can't give a prognosis of when that will be. Sometimes there are circumstances with fitness and mood. We got a drop of quality level. Sometimes you don't know yeah. why or what's causing it. Yeah. So he's at a loss. Well, I think, I mean, I mean, you can lay it at the case of, I mean, he came back and played for Man United last season, had a poor season for Man United, amongst a load of people had a poor season. I think the tragedy of this circumstance is the player isn't as good as people think he is, and he's coming up short. And I think there's challenges that, that are with that, in a Man United environment, which is a unique football club for pressure, expectation. Um, and I think whether they, you know, whether it's a, I mean, there's no excuse for him not being physically able to play. The mental side of things, if you know, we've got to judge both things on an equal footing because people underestimate the mental side of people's challenges in life. So let's put that in, into separate context. If he's not physically able to play, that's unexcusable. If he's not mentally, then we have to understand why that is before we start pouring scorn upon it. Uh-huh. But I do think, or, or, or making any judgment, not necessarily scorn, I, I look at it and I watch him and I don't think and have never thought that he was the player that people cracked him up to be. Even at Dortmund, he Even was at, magnificent. Well, I don't think we saw enough of him at Dortmund. We saw flashes of him. We saw highlights of him. We saw reputations being built over there. We saw this perception of him. We saw him doing a few tricks in the Euros last year that came on in flashes, and people thought, oh, that's fantastic. He goes and passes three players in the middle of the park. What a player he is. And yet, when he's come to Man United, I think the, 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 the images of how good he is, people started to question his pace. Can he actually go past the player? People started to question his ability off the ball. And all of those questions have not been something this boy's had to contend with mm. because he went out from, from, from Manchester City over to, to, to Dortmund, hit the ground running, and I don't think the level of competitivity in the Bundesliga is as compelling as it is in the Premier League. Is that all fair, Dean? Now, well, I he, he's not a Ten Hag player, is he? Ten Hag didn't. Did Ten Hag sign him? Or no, of course he's he, not. No, no exactly. Yeah. So I think he's been brought in with a different style. I don't think he's necessarily a counter-attacking player, which Manchester United ten, oh, tend to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dortmund in the Bundesliga do have more of the ball, do get up to the edge of the area, and then that's where I think his real yeah, strength yeah, is, is yeah. that ability not to necessarily burst past players. Yeah. Because I don't think he is that quick. No, it's more the intelligence of little bits of skill and then... A one-two here, or a clever pass so maybe there. The United style isn't playing to his strength. Well, and, and he's having to, and he's obviously having to adapt to that. And Simon's right. It, if physically, physically, you should be able to do that because yeah. you're a, you're an athlete. You should be. Yeah. If the manager all of a sudden wants you to be someone that out of possession, in possession, is fitter, stronger, quicker, then you can do and that. You have to right. adjust. You can, right. I think it's interesting that he says circumstances with fitness and mood. I think that's key in what he says there. So there's, it's not just the fitness. It's how he is as a person, yeah. how he is coming into training, how he is applying himself mentally to the training, or if you tell him to do something, is it a, well, is, he, ca- is he pushing well, back going, cater- well... He's catering with adversity, isn't he? He's, you know, you go to the Euros last year and you say that was an unsuccessful situation because of penalties being missed, perhaps, right? Then you look at the season that he's had with Manchester United, then you look, look at the fact he's been dropped out of the England reckonings completely, not mm. even featured. Mm. Right? All of those are adversity. And adversity creates mood and creates reaction. You know, it's event plus reaction equals outcome, right? So how you determine your reaction to an event yeah. equals your outcome, right? The E plus R plus equals O scenario. And if the events have not been particularly positive for him and his reaction isn't particularly great, then the outcome we've got is a player whose mood is affected, whose physical abilities are affected, and now finds himself in a situation yeah. where, I, I would say slightly ridiculously, but I'm not behind the scenes understanding why this would be, that he needs to be in Holland on his own, training with... 
two coaches. I find that a little bit perplexing. That's a baffling thing, Simon. I, I, I think you've you've nailed it there. That is the baffling aspect of this. This morning I spoke to ex-Manchester United midfielder Paul Ince, who gave us his take on it. I hope he'd be back. I think he's a, you know, he's a very, very talented player. You know, and this is someone really that should be coming back from Qatar on the plane with England, you know, because you look at what he did at Dortmund, first and foremost, to have the courage to go out and play in another country, which we don't see many young players do nowadays. There's a lot about the boy. Um, obviously, coming to United's always, it's, it's, it's different. You know, we make United such a big, big club and the expectation around playing for Mate United week in and week out and performing week in and week out can put a lot of pressure on you. And you hear that saying, you know, you have to be a Mate United player because it comes with so much pressure. And um, obviously with Jaden, you know, when he first came, it takes time. You forget he's still a young, young kid and it does take time. Obviously, it's sad to hear the fact that he's gone to Holland. You know, I'm not sure what that says about the countries at Manchester United, but the fact that he's gone to Holland, I uh, mean, there must be some type of issue that the quicker they Ten Hag can get him fit, fit and right mentally and physically, then the better it will be for Manchester United. And, you know, I just wish him all the best. We'd never know what the issues are. We never know what's going on around in players' lives or players' heads. Um, but I just wish him the best. And hopefully he can come back quicker and find for Manchester United. Dean Ashton's with us this morning. Dean, a lot of reaction to this. Uh, we heard Paul in here. Bobby Stubbs, one of our listeners this morning. Jim, simple solution for him. Send him out on loan. See how he does then. Is it? It can't be that simple, can it? I don't think it is that simple, but... From my experience, to send someone to a different country with, say, coaches or fitness people that you trust as a manager, that to me says you want him out of the environment that he's in. So whether that is the city that they're living in, the training ground that they're at, you want them to go away and all they do is eat, sleep, drink, football, getting fit, doing the right things. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Sure. And that's almost like... What they've done, they've gone, go away to Holland with our people, concentrate on this, only think about this, get yourself right, come back. How long has he been out? When did he go to Holland? I mean, well, honestly, I, we've been, we've been, they've been out of commission for five weeks. There's, there's been no timeline specifically given. I, mean, I would this assume assignment. this. I would we assume know that he's there. He's there at the moment. I would assume this job would have been achieved at the beginning of the threshold of time that Man United weren't playing games in. I'm assuming they'd have sent him off to Holland if that's what they felt the necessity to do. Yeah, um, out there, and he'd now be coming back with his mindset adjusted, his physicality achieved in the four weeks since they last kicked the ball. That's right. Not I'm, being away, potentially, whilst they're returning to start playing football and getting doing the job that he's highly paid for. Yeah, it's this going away to come back again is a baffling aspect of this. And I think Dean's absolutely spot on in that. because, And we'll leave it at this, but when asked to elaborate on whether or not Sancho is injured, Ten Hag curiously replied, he's not fit enough to be here. What does that mean? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Dean Ashton with us. We're going to concentrate on matters Tottenham Hotspur. I know you've uh, done many a cool commentary at Tottenham and that magnificent new stadium, Dean. Antonio Conte's current deal runs until the summer. Tottenham keen to tie him down. Harry Kane's contract expires next summer. And we'll go into the last 12 months of his deal this year. Dean, it's a simple question, but one no doubt Tottenham fans want to know the answer to. What's the most important upcoming contract negotiation for for Tottenham and Daniel Levy? Regarding, if you like, the long-term future of the club, looking at the club longer term, is it tying Conte down? Is it tying Kane down? I would say tying Harry Kane down. I think he's still got a huge amount to offer. I don't think he's reliant on physicality and pace. His game will evolve and and I think he'll still produce the goods. He's yet to, to fail to score 15 plus goals since 2014 in a season. You know, he's just relentlessly um, consistent. He's added assists to, it, to his game. If you can have him for another four or five years, why wouldn't you want that? And then be able to put different players and certain players in and around him to make it work for Tottenham to get over the line in terms so of... So Kane has still work. got a lot to give this football oh, club. Absolutely, yeah. You think Kane or Conte? But I, do th- I don't think these two events, are, they aren't mutually exclusive. I think they will work in tandem. I think if you're going to keep... Kane made his position clear, or tried to, whilst using everybody but anyone professional to get him out of Tottenham, <laughs> um, that he was potentially looking to go somewhere else. Now, Tottenham have changed the direction of travel by getting somebody in that is perfectly capable of being able to handle Daniel Levy knowing that Daniel Levy wanted him on two or three occasions, he's in the door with leverage over Daniel Levy, which means that he's going to be able to get sufficient support to be able to back his ambitions. So Conti then is a winner. What, what's been missing for... Conti's a winner? Yeah, he's a winner. Absolutely, he's a winner. No doubt about it, he's a winner. He's achieved no more than Pochettino did. Um, he's only been there five minutes. He's been there a year. Give him a chance. He will win something, no doubt, if he's given a certain amount of support. You really do believe that? I do. I do believe he's a winner. I'm not the most pleasant of characters, and I don't like some of his temperamental outbursts, but I do think he's a winner. With those kind of people, you have to deal with the downside to get, to get the upside. So when you get Conti sealed down, Kane looks at that and goes, we've got a guy I can win with. Now, if Conti isn't sealed, Kane's looking at it going, well, why am I staying at Tottenham? Besides the fact it's Tottenham, besides it's easy for me, and I put myself in an invidious position last summer by making a holix of my proposed get-out-of-jail card of getting out of Man, and to Man City... If you deal with Conti and Kane, then you've got an opportunity to be successful. I'm not enamoured with Harry Kane at this moment. I know how much that will fly in the face of everybody's St. Harry mentality, but I do believe that there's so much more he could have done for that team in the World Cup than he actually did. Oh, and well, I you do curiously be- went down the road of, he's paid so much money, he should have nailed that second penalty. I went down the road of uh, getting tired of him playing centre midfield. I'd like to have seen him playing the centre forward. I'd like to have seen him being on the end of that ball from Luke Shaw, which was a beautiful ball across the box. It shouldn't have been Leicester Sacker, it should have been centre forward. 
coming in to smash it in the back of the net. And also, I do think, I'm sorry, I know people talk about pressure and the ability to succumb to it, but it's about outcomes. You've got to be able to step up and do the job. And, you know, I was in a room with people and they were, I was actually more in, a, in the usual camp of, actually, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the football camp. And the other side of the argument, people that are not so invested, was binary. He's paid fortunes, put the ball in the back of the bleeding neck. Net. That was the moment. It's simple as that, Dean. I think the pressure. in Kane's position. I think, second penalty. Eighty fourth minute. I think the pressure got to him. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. I think the pressure got to him. I don't think it was Lloris. I think it was the pressure of the moment. And if the pressure gets to you, it takes over your body, and you can't execute what you want to execute. And that's what it looked like. It. it the technique of the penalty was just all wrong to what. The first penalty was yeah, and that to me is just is just pressure. Dino, I mean, so- I mean, forwards are different now. Yeah, Simon's talking about you should have been there just to tap it in. Forwards aren't. That's that's not what forwards are anymore. But it's what Giroud just- did for for France. He but- occupies a certain space, which keeps him out of the game for long <clears throat> periods of time. Kane wants the ball. I yeah. understand that, but Giroud holds the line up the pitch, which mm. gives France a different opportunity. If Kane holds the line up the pitch, it gives us a different opportunity. And he doesn't. He drops him because he's got then, his that way of mind. At are you Tottenham. saying we should have played someone else that does that role? No, I think he should have been doing it. But he can't. He, he can't do everything. So he can't be the guy that he comes into, does brilliantly, plays that pass. I.e. to Bellingham, I, but then I understand for, every, for, every, for everything there's a compromise and trade-off, but mm. I think that Harry Kane as our centre-forward should be our centre-forward, mm. and we should play a different way and make him the focal point of balls that create opportunities for him in the business end of the park. That's my sort of layman-esque, simplistic view of it all. Mm. And, I, and I, go, I, know, I know I'm making an example, and I keep making this point. When you put a ball in, like Luke Shaw, because you as a centre-forward will be looking at that ball going, licking your lips. Where's Harry Kane? Why is, why is Saka having to come in from the right wing to side-foot it past the post, rather, rather than our centre-forward being on the end of it? Mm. And I felt that too many times during the World Cup, that Kane was out of commission because yeah. he was in the wrong position at the wrong time and people will say well you've never kicked a ball so what do you know but you can look at it through slightly educated eyes and make that observation surely can't you oh, I think he's got to, he's got to strike the balance that's the, yeah. that's the issue I think do you think he, he's striking he, the balance at times no but well, then there's point, lots then. of times when that goal doesn't happen against Senegal without him without his involvement drawing players out of position quality on the ball quality on the pass opens everything up because he's made the run he's made the pass yeah. into the space Fair enough. you know so it's it is, it is difficult for him to do both because he wants to do everything he wants to, he talked about wanting to be involved in the game more hence more assists I, more I, involvement in the game because he was bored effectively yeah. of standing up there and not being involved at all now he's more involved but we still want him on the end of I, on the end of crosses, I wonder where so. Kane's we're talking about Jaden Sancho I wonder where Kane's head is at this time Dean because I mean he I, looked, I think massive opportunity lost yeah. He's looking for his first trophy, mm. and what a trophy to win! Yeah, and to lift the World Cup with England gone. I think he That's looked. Gone. He looked like how's he, he feeling now well, back looked, in England? He looked like he could not believe that he'd just done that. That's what his emotions looked like. He literally couldn't believe that he could miss a penalty like that in the manner that he did, and then he just looked completely shell shocked after the game. Emotions on his face and his body language I'd never seen from Harry Kane before. So I think. I think it is going to be difficult for him. It'll stick with him. Of course it will. They'll stick with him forever, that moment, especially if they don't go on and win something with the Will he go side. on and win something? Possibly. It, Possibly. W- will he go the distance with Tottenham, having won a trophy in his career at this club? With better players around him, yes. I'm still not convinced that Tottenham side, at the moment, even with Conte, can win something against the best sides in, in our country. Has he got another move in him yet? 
There was so much conjecture about the possibility of him going to Manchester City and why that didn't happen. I think that's gone now. I think the legacy that he could leave now with Tottenham and the Premier League and England, I think he's all set out for him now to take another contract mm, I do too. and to become something very, very, very great. It? Sliding does. When we And I, I know people are not going to like this, but when you look at centre-forwards and you look at what Erling Haaland is, that's what I think is a centre-forward. You're so right. I mean, look at him. You're I mean, so look, right. I mean, that is my God. I mean, Harry Kane is a phenomenal footballer. Dean, if anyone can comment on what Simon said, I'm so with Simon on that. Can you imagine if Haaland but then you're, then, your then, but, but then you're saying, well, forget about Sheringham. Forget about Burkamp. Forget about these players that aren't just that ferocious goal scorer. Now, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love, I love tens, Haaland. Aren't they? They're pretenders. They're number, they're, no, they're number 10s. Number 10, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not pretenders. I no, no, say that. No, no. Um, no they're, they're strikers that can come off and, and play yeah. in that role. But but Harry Harry Kane is our fulcrum, isn't he? Yeah. He's our centre forward. Yeah, yeah. When we think of a centre forward, an English centre forward, we don't think of him dropping into the middle of the park to pick the ball up and spray it around. That's what he's become mm. because he's been playing in a Tottenham side yeah. that's needed that. Mourinho made him start to do that, didn't he? Yeah. With other people going in behind, beyond. Mourinho yeah. became that. Rooney became that because his legs went, but Harry Kane didn't start with the, the, you know, with great pace. So mm. he's a bit like Sheringham. He's got the first yard in his mind, isn't he? But I would prefer to see Harry Kane in the end of, on the end of balls rather than the person spraying them around. It does feel like a crossroads, you're right, yeah. for him. But it's going to take him a long time to get over what happened. Of course. I think he's got the fortitude. I, I think he's got the I mental do. strength. I think he will dig in deep and come out the other side because I think when challenges come knocking on your door, he's the sort of character that will come oh, overcome it. He was mm. the person that stepped up to took the penalty. He missed it. He'll live with that. And he'll move on and, and, and he's, he's try got, and re-establish He's, he's got that record to break, hasn't he? He's yep. got Rooney's record to break. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.